This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. From Danco, the makers of Stan Van Gundy's Hot Nuggets, comes another culinary delight, Stugatz's Sausage Fingers. Ooh! These chunky, meaty digits are great as a meal or as a snack. Sometimes I'll, like, pick it up and eat it as a little taco. And like Cracker Jacks, there's a surprise in every package because you never know where those fingers have been. Tear me off half of that, stuff. For that extra kick, try Stugatz's Sausage Fingers with Chris Cody's Garlic Foot Sauce. Tastes like oof. Stugatz's Sausage Fingers. Order yours today by COB. It was the grossest, weirdest thing I've ever eaten in my life. episode of Lauer After Hours, and this week we are joined by uh, content creator, writer, social media account manager extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Bailey Carlin. Bailey, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for having me on. That was, that was a good intro. More, more titles than I have in my actual job description. So is it really okay well so so help us out here like what um if you are filling out a resume what would you put down as far as your your uh titles uh what, what would they be exactly yeah my current my current job title is social media specialist is what my uh slash blogger is what my current job title right now is um which is relatively vague i've been a social media editor i've been associate social media editor i've been a a writer, I've been a producer, but currently I am a social media specialist in my in my current role. Specialist sounds really badass, actually. That's what I fall for. I fall for the specialist. <laughs> they, they, they were pushing the editor on me, but I fall for the specialist. So no, spe- specialist is way cooler. Like I just detail cars at my my uh, my regular job during the week, but if I had specialists at the end of it, like I would feel way cooler than I do just telling people I detail cars. Um, so I can't. You kind of came onto my radar um, as the social media manager for the XFL. Uh, I think I replied and said, "You're doing a great job, social media guy." You know, like the. Thank you. Yeah, and and uh, and you replied to it, and uh, I was like, and and I forget exactly what the uh, the joke was or the meme you had there. Um, could you tell us a little bit how you how you came to get that job and and kind of the story behind the XFL? Yeah, of course. Um, I can't do a ton for you in terms of like the story behind the XFL, but I can tell you how I ended up there and then whatever sure, sure. once I was there. Um, but I was working at Sports Illustrated. I before that I was an English teacher. Uh, I was just living in up like way upstate New York, working okay. as an English teacher. And was running a New York Knicks blog, helping to run a New York Knicks blog, I should say. That got me some attention, got me on the radar of some people with Sports Illustrated. Somehow, through circuitous route and a level of serendipity, I just ended up getting a job at, at Sports Illustrated, which is just a, a wild thing to say. Um, yeah, but right. it, worked out, it worked out for me, and I fell ass backwards into that job. After a handful um, of months of a level of, like, crazy uncertainty there we got some new owners their plan was unclear their plan become very clear it sure. wasn't really aligned with 
what I what I kind of like what I accepted I had like what I was accepting like working for Sports Illustrated like I sacrificed a ton on the social side I felt and a ton of these other things because I was working for like an organization that I felt was like had certain values and history and these very cool sure, things values sure. is a funny thing to say but you know this history and <laughs> yeah, other yeah, yeah. things um associated with them and it just wasn't really doing that for me anymore and I just mm-hmm. didn't really align with some of the guys in charge so I like left work one day and logged into my LinkedIn account for the first time in a really long time. And I had a message waiting for me on LinkedIn from a recruiter at the XFL. Like, Hey, we're oh, wow. recruiting for our office in Stanford, Connecticut. Are, is any interest there? And I was like, I, I'm not a WWE guy. I'm not like a huge Vince McMahon. Guy. Like I'm familiar enough as I need to be to do my job. Like sure. with WWE and these things, I worked WrestleMania work once and, and stuff like that, but I'm not a huge WWE fan. So I wasn't like tapped into the kind of, especially as early as this was, this was like six months out, out from kickoff, um, like of the first game. I wasn't that in tune with what was going on there, but right. I figured, sure, I'll give it a shot. I interviewed, uh, got along with my, who would be my boss really well. And honestly, that was the most important thing to me is that I would right. kind of like vibe with my boss and get along well, took the job knowing I had a pretty crazy commute. I was doing like two and a half hours almost each way every day, but figured I'll do it for a year. I'll see how it works. I'll figure it out. And then didn't get that year because the XFL didn't allow me to get that year. Uh Um, And because we ended up getting laid off, uh, all of us obviously uh, got laid off. And now since then, this is the first time I think I've done an interview since like The Rock about the league and stuff. And who knows what's going to go on with that. But it was a ton of fun when I was there. Had a ton ton of fun with that account. Experimentation. You know, it's not every day a new large league on that kind of scale gets formed. So we had a lot of attention on us and a lot of just it was just like a treat to have you know hundreds of thousands of people paying attention to something that's new and getting to craft a social account kind of from scratch and do that was a ton of fun and I'm super thankful for that opportunity. Yeah, it's it's uh, you definitely uh, put your voice into it. I think like having seen that account, following that account, and then following your you know your personal account now, you did an excellent job with it. So I will say Thank again. You. Great job, social media guy. Uh, and now that I know your name, um, Bailey Carlin, thank you again for joining us. I'm going to throw it to a first question asker. Uh, uh, the one and only uh, at Beep Count on Twitter. Go ahead, Beep. You're up first. What's going on, Bailey? Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your time. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I've had, I've had better Good. days. I've had worse days, but no complaints today. Um, if you were to rank your top three movies about music that aren't musicals, what would they be? My top three music movies about music that aren't musicals, what would they be? I don't know. I uh, I really didn't like the movie yesterday that was about the Beatles. Was that? I don't think that was a musical. The guy forgot. Um, like it was like the Beatles never existed and that guy was there. So I'm right. going to go with that as my third because that came into my brain. I feel like there might be more there. Um, is Bohemian Rhapsody a musical? Nah, right? It's I don't not think so. really, but I, I don't know if we can accept, you know, the, the rock music biopics or the rock picks. Okay. I can move past those then. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, about music. Could it be about a musician? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'm going to go to the movie. I'm going to go with then because it was kind of about a musician like Aldous Snow, the weird spinoff of forgetting Sarah Marshall, get him to the Greek. I'm going to go with that as number two, like That's that movie, choice. but you know, wasn't my favorite film ever. And for number one, I'm going to go with get rich or die trying. Cause I was actually a huge fan of that film. Wow. That, that was off the board. I, I was expecting Hell something yeah. like almost famous or uh, eight mile 
those could have definitely been in there. Oh, Walk shit. The Eight Mile is a pretty sure. good movie. I probably should have yeah. said that. Yeah. Probably should have said that one. I'm going to stick with what slide, I want, though. Because uh, honestly, I'm shocked that I was able to pull three out of my ass right there. Stick so. with your gut. I appreciate the hell out of that. Thanks, Bailey. Appreciate it. Of course. Those are those were good answers. That is a tricky question. Uh, I've I've heard that question phrased a little differently before, and my brain just was a clean slate. Could not think of a single one. All right. Up next, I'm going to throw it out to Steve. Uh, Steve's got a question for you. Go ahead. Hey, Bailey. How you doing, man? What's up, dude? So basically, I just wanted to give you a chance real quick to kind of plug and talk about the podcast you were working on. And um, if it's something you're planning on bringing back or is there too much going on with the new job right now? Yeah. So the podcast that I started was a meme goofing podcast was the name of it. And like I named it that because it was something I was tweeting a lot at the time. And I tend to act pretty, I'm pretty impatient. Um, and I just kind of try to pounce and whatever I was doing at the time, I was just doing like a big meme goofing kind of overall bit. And then I started the podcast named that and was very lucky that like some friends of the Levitard show for sure. Like I was lucky enough to have Katie Nolan and Mike Gold Jr. and Mina Kimes on, on that podcast. And it was a ton of fun that people that I've gotten to know them both through my weekend running that account. And additionally just on Twitter and stuff. And I ended up having some like really cool mental health conversations in there and like a ton of fun stuff that happened on there. And then that wasn't part of, I was told that I could do as much of that as I wanted with my new job, but while I was kind of finding my bearings, settling in and doing everything at my new job, I didn't want to like, I'm, I'm spending a ton of time on that. And I didn't want it. Not that I didn't want it to be interpreted by my boss, but I didn't want to make sure I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't like working on that when I should be working on other things. So I haven't brought it back yet. I did record an episode yesterday that, that I'm going to release tomorrow, just like mental health centric on that. But yeah, I just thought it was cool. I didn't think there was a ton of people talking about this is like the, again, like I use the word douchey a lot, but I think I'm accidentally stumble into douchiness on occasion. But like, I, it was like, no one talked about like the cross space between like social media and mental health and sports and like these areas, like there just weren't a lot of conversations going on. And there's a ton of people that I know who are very good at their jobs and work in sports media and like are deal with anxiety or deal with depression or like super like, like just dealing with these mental health issues. So I figured I'd try to kind of go after that and talk to some people about that. And then I also kind of like exhausted my resources in terms of people that I thought could, could rip guests in um, big time that I could bring on the pod. So I delayed it for a bit when I started my new job, but I do hope to bring it back at some point. Cause I do think we were having some really, really important, cool conversations. Yeah, no, it was definitely, I was enjoying it. So definitely looking forward to more of those. Thank you very out. much. And then uh, another question I have, you kind of touched on it. A lot of us are obviously, we're kind of a Lebertard show centric podcast. Um, so just kind of wanted to get your thoughts of how that weekend where you're running the account went, like, were you aware of the show before? Do you pay attention now? How are the fans kind of just how that whole experience went and what your relationship is with the show? Yeah. So I know, uh, I know Mike, like producer Mike, I know him for on Twitter for, he was a huge XFL guy and like, he was someone who was non- like he was a genuine XFL guy. Like he wasn't one of those people who was like jokingly talking about how much he loved it and like how much it was funny, like leaning in as a joke. He was like very much actually involved in supporting the league. So he was someone that when it kind of started to come out that I was the person behind one of the people behind the league Twitter account, like he was like, Oh, and followed me on Twitter. And we started kind of interacting. I DM'd him like I generally do. If someone with like a large Twitter following will follow me, I'll DM him and be like, yo, thanks for the follow. Like, I appreciate it. And we just kind of started communicating more. And then when I got laid off, he DM me almost immediately and was like, Hey man, like, just like, so sorry to hear about that. Well, well, like we will pay you to run the account for the weekend. You want to do that? And I was like, yeah, like as someone who like was immediately thrust into financial insecurity, like the idea of, of some money was really cool. Um, I wasn't 
incredibly familiar with the radio show, to be completely honest. Um, I think that came through very clear as I was running the Twitter account that weekend. But I think it was genuine. Like, I didn't try to fake it, I don't think. You know what I mean? And I didn't try to pretend like I knew what was going on. Um, I did, you know, like, peep a couple Reddit threads about what I was doing that weekend. Like, some people were in support, some people weren't and stuff. But I, I, in terms of, like, the fan base of that show itself, I've talked on my – I talked on my own podcast to, like, Katie about this, Amina and Mike, actually. And I, like – it was such a fun weekend because, like, as much as – like for every like shitty comment, I kind of got like, you don't understand what's going Not even like the, you don't get the show versus the, you get the show that whole bit, but like the, just like people being like, kind of like pricks, like for every one of those, there was about a hundred people like genuinely rooting for me, like trying to like, trying to lead me in the right direction, you know, DMing me. It would be funny if you tweeted this, you should talk about this. So like, it was a really fun weekend. I mean, it was, it was a blur. I'd like just gotten fired from my job and had no idea what like the future of my life was going to look like, like if I was going to be able to pay rent the next month. Um, but it was like a night, it allowed me to kind of release for that weekend and like submerse myself into a world that I wasn't totally familiar with, but that I was interested in learning about and got me like a nice thousand Twitter followers, which I think like maybe 40 of which are still left. Like I think most have trailed <laughs> off at this point, like, but uh, there's still, there's still some guys that are still there. So I appreciate that, but it was just fun. And like, honestly, it was like a nice extension of an olive branch from Mike just to be like, Hey man, like. That's a too cliche and not what all of branch means. But like, it was just like a nice extension of him to be like, Hey, like it just like someone was looking out for me that weekend. And like, someone was like, Hey, like this will make him feel better. And it'll put a, like put some money in his bank account. And the fact that someone was looking out for me at that point, like was all I kind of needed. And the fact that it got myself in such like a very detailed, deep, extended universe and world, like the Levitard show was, <laughs> was very cool. Like I, like my parents' neighbors, like where they live in North Carolina, like, my parents like happened to tell them I ran it that weekend. He's a giant fan and was like, this is insane. I remember when he did like, I've had some of those instances where like people, cause I mean, there's no shortage of fans of that show. Um, so like the, the, those still, those people still come up and some people that I DM back and forth with on occasion and, and still chat with and stuff. So it was just like, it was a very surreal weekend. It almost, it feels like a fever dream at this point. Like I like, and also the trust level of Mike to just, here's the password. Like, here's the username go was was very cool like it gave me a level of confidence that i don't think i necessarily felt like i needed at the time but really helped me out that because he passed the keys to an account bigger than my own like that i was running and bigger than the xfl account that i was running and like here just like do whatever you want like under the espn name and everything was just was just very cool and i'm like super like beyond like i can't even really explain how appreciative i am for that awesome thanks man yeah, uh, just to give you some advice uh, on booking for your podcast in the future, we've realized the key is just to have 35 people uh, all be a part of the same <laughs> podcast. So we just we just shoot our uh, our grappling hooks in every direction, hoping to uh, bring people in. So you know, also, maybe I'm very sorry for canceling last time. That is very much on oh, me, so I apologize. No, no, I, I, I think terrible about that. I think we had to reschedule at one point. I had surgery not too long ago, and I think that we had to reschedule the first time, and I think you had a air, uh, flight get delayed or something like that. So yeah. it is all good. We're here now, so uh, that's all that matters. All right, next up we're going to go to Aaron in Memphis. He's got a question for you. Go ahead, Aaron. Bailey, how's it going? Oh, well, man. Good, good. I just wanted to say that uh, uh, Get Richard Atron absolutely belongs in the top three. The only one I would say – is a must-have in there, and, if, and I hope you've seen it. I, I'll, I'll judge you based off of whether you have or haven't seen it. Is is hustle and flow, um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to start off by also saying with the XFL, Jordan Tamu, 
um, I'm sure you agree, would have been the MVP had the season played out. He was the best player. Um, and uh, are you a St. Lu- are you a St. Louis guy, Aaron? Uh, I'm a well. That, yeah, actually, I guess are I you am. an Ole Miss I'm, guy. I'm a, I'm a Cardinals fan and an Ole Miss guy. So yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. So double yeah, down. I, I like Jordan a lot. I, I was in school with Jordan. He's a great dude. But uh, anyway, so I'm I'm kind of the intellect on this podcast. So I ask the more thoughtful questions. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I need you to tell me you're 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 on an island, and you have three people with you. Three either athletes or sports personalities, like in the media. What three are you picking besides yourself to be with you? First of all, thank you very much for calling me a personality. I appreciate that in the sports industry. <laughs> so what three am I choosing to like, am I like, am I trying to get off this Island or this is who I'm just like living out the rest of my years with? Uh, I mean, so you're, you're going to be there for a certain amount of time, but I mean, if you have somebody in mind that you think can help you get you off that Island quicker then I mean, that's certainly an option, but mainly, mainly okay. just for, mainly just for survival purposes. First, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Mina Kimes because she's just much smarter than me and much smarter than pretty much anyone else I know. And I feel like if anyone's gonna help us get off that island, it's her. Second, I'm gonna go. First, I'm gonna go with Mina Kimes. Second, I'm gonna go with. Um, hmm. I know, like dead space, dead time isn't very really good in a podcast, but I'm gonna think for a moment. It's all right. Take your time. Take I can like groan and mm-hmm, so people know I'm still here. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. We'll go we'll cut it out. I'm going to go with Stephen A. Smith um, just because the guy cracks me up and I feel like just like he, the ability to make a meme out of nothing with him. Like, I feel like I, I, I would be struggling with my lack of access to memes because that's like kind of my, my main MO. So I feel like if I was to maybe be on an Island with him, I could, I get the closest thing that I could get to a meme with him in real life to survive us through. And my third that I'm going to go with sports personality. I'm not like a, Go Joe. Crazy thing to say, but I'm not or, like a giant athlete. sports guy. Or oh, or athlete. Yeah, yeah, you um, put an athlete in there. I'm gonna go with Carmelo Anthony just because he's my favorite athlete of all time, and I would like to be able to spend some time with my guy Carmelo. He won Syracuse a national championship. It's the only team like I consistently root for that has ever won. I'm a I'm a Mets, Cowboys, um, I'm a Mets, Cowboys, Syracuse basketball uh, Knicks fan. So I haven't done much winning in my life. So I'm gonna go with Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> You are for sure dying on that island. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know who's going to go find the food unless you're some sort of expert scavenger or hunter or fisherman or something. I am. I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm none of those things. So I, I was just assuming that I was going to die. I was just going to get some good days in until I did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, make it make it worthwhile. Yeah. Make yeah, it count. Yeah, and then just like cast me off to the side to maybe figure it out for the rest of us. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Aaron. Up next, we're going to go out to Lou Rafter, a.k.a. Bruce in sales. Go ahead, Lou. Hello. Yo, yo. Uh, my question is, if you were a meme, what would you be and why? I would say I'm the Spider-Man pointing meme just because <laughs> I am constantly accused and accosted for stealing jokes. And I feel like if I'm going to be a meme, I'd rather meme myself. So I'm just going to be the guy that everyone thinks I am, which is steals jokes on Twitter guy. And, you know, just, you know, compare me to everyone else and just, just be lit up for that. I think I'd probably be the spider. It's also the meme I use the most and the one I'm most comfortable with. So I'm going to go with the Spider-Man pointing meme. Good answer. I'm I'm impressed by the level of uh, kind of complexity to that answer um, right off the top of your head. I, I feel like you've thought about that before. 
pulled it out of my ass actually so i appreciate okay well all right <laughs> well you are you're very this this why you're you're at the top of the social media game right now all right next we're gonna go to mike ryan fan account uh murph go ahead good evening bailey what's up dude so if you had to pick one sports mascot to take on five velociraptors in a game of nba regulation basketball which one would it be and why is it five of the same mascot like it's five yeah. a five. Yeah, five okay. a five. Yeah. Um, what's that? Uh, that creepy looking little guy. He's the St. Louis University, the Billiken. That guy. You know the one I'm talking about. He's like the little mm-hmm. devil, but he's like a harder version of the Duke Blue Devil. I'm gonna go with him. I feel like he probably doesn't have much height, but he seems quick, and I feel like he could put he could put a bucket down. So I'm gonna go with steals. the Billiken from from SLU, from St. Louis University. I like it. Okay. All right. Good answer. Uh, some people struggle with that question a lot. We get some of the weirdest uh, responses to that question. It's kind of a kind of like our litmus test, uh, if you will, for for our guests. How they, they the respond. worst one you've gotten that wasn't the one that I just answered because I said the uh, Jeff. Jeff is, a, <laughs> well, yeah, Jeff no. is obsessed with the Stanford trees. Um, I, that's <laughs> actually the first one that came to mind was the Stanford trees. Really? Okay. Yeah, no, what is a raptor going to do to a tree? Yeah. Like you post it up, like. A raptor might climb a tree, but that's not going to hurt the tree very much. Like, the the tree is an objectively, like, a, 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 an opponent that you can't harm. What are you going to do to the tree? Good point. Also, I mean, if you – Stanford, you know, California, if you're talking redwoods, those are some tall-ass trees, so I wouldn't want to go against them in a basketball game. I'm going to stick with my answer, Billiken, though. But, yeah, okay. it, it is funny. Like, I think – I think everyone's mind kind of goes to the Stanford tree because, like, when you think of when you think of a college mascot, you just think of that dumbass little tree in the costume just bouncing <laughs> around every few years of the NCAA tournament. At least that's what I think of. So I'm with you there. Right on, right on. All right. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the gentleman who brought up the the trees, I'm going to throw it back out to Jeff uh, out in California. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, Bailey, it's Jeff. Um, so uh, first question. When it comes to sandals, flip-flops or something else? I'm a big Birkenstocks guy. I don't like the – so they're like no – they're not flip-flops. They're like over-the-top double-strap sandals, nothing in the toes. I'm not, I don't like anything digging in, in between my toes. Also, have very long toes. Um, it's been commented many times on Twitter. I have a weird feet sect of my following. So, like, I don't – like, they, if I – they hang too far over. Like, if I, if I catch the tongue here – I know this is an audio medium and I'm doing a oh, visual please. right now, but like my toes hang over the top of the flip-flops. So like, that's a problem for me. So I'm a big Birkenstocks guy. All right. Well then um, the follow-up to that would be, I don't know if you've seen the toes of our uh, compatriot Steve here, but they may compete with you. It, they're on Twitter. I, I, as I've often said, he has a size eight foot and size 13 toes. And I think he may be able to give you a run for your money. I'm not going to lie. But I'm going to be honest. If it comes down to a competition, he could have it because it's not something I'm particularly prideful of. Um, <laughs> also, no feed picks for free anymore on the timeline because people are paying for this shit. So I'm never dropping those on the timeline for free again. Is there an OnlyFans uh, feet edition? Will, in Will, oh, yeah. No, feet pick, the feet, I have, I've had multiple – um, multiple very strange individuals in my in my DMs on Twitter requesting feed pictures for like considerable amount of money, like non scams, like yeah. legitimate confirmed. Well, Will, yeah. Will, you took yeah. the much, you took the words out of my mouth. What I was gonna try to suggest here is that 
you, Steve, maybe Gojo, partner up, getting OnlyFans going, feed only, you know, crank that chat out. All right, moving on. Anyway, back to you, Will. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I bring to that table of the, that trifecta right there. It's Bailey, Gojo, and Steve. Well, you, yes. it's your toes. You bring your toes, you freaking weirdo. You guys All right. don't fight. Okay, yeah. up next, up next, I'm going to throw it to our foreign correspondent uh, down in Australia. That would be Morgan. Morgan, go ahead. Um, Bailey, thanks for joining us. Um, I think we became best friends with the Birkenstock answer. Um, what would be the best color combination? Or is the two-strap the ideal shoe? Uh, for In terms of Birkenstock? Yeah. Yeah, so I go with like the ones with the dark base, and then I go with the Arizonas is the style that I go with. I'm not a fan, as I said, of something in between my toes. So I go with the Arizonas. I like the closed-toe Boston's because I could wear those with pants and like I'm not comfortable wearing like an open toe open toe sandal with pants so I do have a pair of Boston's as well also like New York City is really fucking disgusting and like I don't ever want to like just have my toes out when I'm walking around here um so I generally go with the Boston's when I'm walking around but like pop some sandals on um socks with sandals I see your question there like socks with sandals I'm a huge socks with sandals guy so you know when I'm walking my dog around the neighborhood and getting that done that's my go-to um but I'm gonna go with the Arizona's I go I'm vegan I, I'm a vegan individual. So like there's not a ton of vegan styles of Birkenstocks. So they have like this nice cream colored uh, vegan leather ones that, I, that I'm currently wearing right now. Very nice. And I appreciate Mark. I, I didn't realize that he was um, in front of the Disney castle. I thought that was just his house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm really glad that Birkenstocks just got a shout out today because it's um, now spring in Australia. So it's Birkenstock weather. Oh, there you go. I love them. They're my favorite. Once you work them in, they're a nightmare until you get them worked in. But once you work them in, they're great. Oh, absolutely. And like Boston, a sneaky good shoot. Oh, big time. All right. Thank you, Morgan. I'm going to throw it out to, uh, let's see, throw it back to Steve now. Go ahead, Steve. All right. So getting off the top topic. So... <laughs> I think between everybody on this Zoom, we probably have like two funny tweets a month, maybe. So what, what's the stress like of just constantly having to come up with content for social media nonstop? I'm going to be honest. My personal Twitter account's a goddamn disaster. Like, it's not funny. Like, like it's not like I've, I have for a very long time <laughs> been like, and that's not like a coping mechanism. That's not me fishing for compliments. Like forever, my Twitter account has just been like meet event, fire off shitty jokes, like just like mess around and like be whatever I want it to be. So the fact that I've stacked half the amount of followers of my guy Mark on the Levitard Reddit there is just like an enigma. Like I, I never thought I'd even get close to this. Like I, I never thought I'd hit a thousand followers. I never thought I hit five. And the fact that I'm at 20 something is just thousand is just like ridiculous to me. The stress of coming up with something for like a main account or like in a job honestly isn't too high just because like content is always happening and it's always everywhere if you look for it. And the nice thing when working for like a larger account is like, there's not something that's your brand. That's not something that is like necessarily your niche or your stick. So when you're able to kind of like cast a wide net and just post something that maybe someone in some group will find funny, I, I, I just don't think it's that hard. And people are just so desperate to get themselves noticed on the internet now. Like the amount of submission of videos that we get now, it's just like at my current job, it's just like insane. The amount of people like a new DM every 30 seconds or so all day, every day, 24 seven. So it's not too hard for us to find fun stuff now. And I keep the bar. I just set the bar super low on my personal account. So I don't stress too hard there. It was, it was super heady play too, to sneak yourself in on that verified XFL list. 
Well done. Yeah, that was. That was a big-time move by me. Get myself that nice little blue check. Get myself up, up, up <laughs> at the top of the replies there. Become a reply guy every once in a while. I get log myself some followers. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw it to John in Miami. He's up next. Go ahead, John. Thanks very much. Um, so you mentioned you're a vegan. Do you, um, do you mess at all with any meat substitutes? I do. I'm a big meat substitutes guy for, for my first year and a half or so of being vegan. Like I was like, just trying to be like the veggie guy. Uh, and then I realized that that just wasn't really enough to, to sustain me <laughs> and, and keep me going. And I'm a big, I'm a big like beyond meat guy, like the beyond meat brand. They've been, they've been good. They've been consistent. It's like relatively healthy. They get like, they get knocked on the health standpoint because people are like, well, it's not healthy. And I'm like, well, it's like, it's counterpart isn't either. So like uh, that, that's my general, general argument there. Like it's not supposed to be healthy. Like just because there's like a kind of a misconception that when you become vegan, it's just like you, cause you want to be like the healthiest person in the world. And like, I don't want to be healthy. I want to eat shitty sometimes. Like I want to eat junk food sometimes. And the fact that those things exist is really convenient for me still. Um, cause like, I don't want to go eat a corn and broccoli and and whatever like date burger every single day for the rest of my life sometimes i kind of want to like pig out and be gross too i think beyond meat and some other brands like that have allowed me to do so and it's just, it's been cool to see like some like big time athletes endorse them organically like without an advert like you know without being like a brand ambassador and stuff and just be like hey like i'm giving a plant-based diet a shot like that's been cool because you know, no one really looks at me and is like, oh, there's an example of someone that like, that's the reason you should go vegan. Like no one's going to look at me and say that, but you look, you look at DeAndre Jordan or someone like that. And it's like, oh, you know, that guy can still dunk the basketball. Like he's not withering away. So I think they've been, they've been really cool ambassadors for just like a, a general plant-based lifestyle at times. Um, and Beyond Meat just works so closely with a ton of them. I mean, I like the Impossible Burger too. Light Life is great. I have a million brands that of stuff that I try because I'm down to try anything. But yeah, the, the vegan meats have been good to me because then that's one more thing I'll say on that. Like a common misconception is like the idea that like anything meat like would revolt someone who's a vegan. Like that's not true. Like I understand meat tastes delicious and, and I just don't, I choose to not eat it anymore. So if something can come close to replicating that for me, like I'm going to definitely take a crack at it for sure at least. So do you got, do you ever make any tacos with, with the meat substitutes, whether it's impossible or um the beyond stuff yes I, I i make like a pretty good i do like i was a huge taco bell guy before i went vegan so like that was a big loss so i do like a lot of uh, not a huge taco guy but i do like a fair amount of like crunch wrap like big crunch wraps with like the uh the beyond beef crumbles which is like a go-to like a semi like a bi-weekly every other week meal for me all right uh up next we are going to throw it out to Fleming m he's got a question for you go ahead for him Haley, tim how are you Hey, what's up? So I have two things. One, you had mentioned the other day that you, uh, some sort of time ago, you're looking to get a new tattoo and we all drafted our ideas. I think a few of us commented on there. What, what's the most uh, significant tattoo you have that actually has the meaning behind it and what's that meaning? And the second question is, why do you hate the fact that I mentioned you in a song and why haven't you thanked me publicly for it? To answer your first question, um, I, my favorite tattoo, I have, uh, my family crest was my first tattoo I ever got. You could like see it there. It's like my family crest. My dad has it. My brother has it. Uh, like seven or eight of my cousins have it. And then both my uncles have it. So like that would probably be my most significant. And it was my first one. Um, but it was also like kind of like an obligation to get it. Like I would have been kind of a prick if I didn't because everyone else got it. So like, <laughs> while it has, it has a nice feeling, like I was also like not necessarily pressured um to do so but i say i also have like a i have a duckling on my forearm here 
and like my family name there my family name like nickname growing up was bailey ducky for some reason so i definitely wanted to get that um and like it was just like a big thing with my parents so that would probably be like my two most important ones to me i mean they all have meaning i'd say they almost all have meaning or a significance and in terms of your song i like apologize i definitely like you, the name it was the name switch man like the name switch really threw me off my game i felt like i knew who i was talking to and i was like is this actually the same person i didn't know what was going on there um so i feel like we can i feel like we're now good and like now knowing that we're we're the same people and we're on the same page like i'm, I'm comfortable re-engaging but i was you know i just didn't know who i was talking to anymore you know thank you that warms my heart I'm glad I'm glad we could uh uh this is like um uh Magnus for Magnuson and uh, uh Action Bronson meeting for the first time <laughs> like they did on the show earlier this week. I'm glad we could make this connection here. <laughs> um well, all right. It, uh, Thank you. Thanks Flynn. I'm going to I'm going to throw it back to Lou Rafter. He's got something for you. Go ahead Lou. And that you love leaks. Uh we decided to make you a nice hat tonight that says eat it big cat. Oh, wow. That is really sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, That's we are incredible. Uh, just uh, just to let you know, Lou, Lou is always looks like he's at like some kind of workbench or something. He's literally making hats during the interview. I was uh, wondering what was going on. There, I didn't know if <laughs> yeah. that was like, again, I'm really new to this scene. So I don't know if that was a bit going on. Like if you just ignore <laughs> that. That's incredible. That's like the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. No one ever makes anything for me specifically. So thank you. Well, we uh, could not be more thankful for your time, Bailey. That that rounds out the questions. Um, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, everybody, go pl please plug your your Twitter and where everybody can find you uh, uh, and and everything that you're doing right now. Yes, uh, you can find me at, at Bailey Carlin on Twitter. B a i l e y c a r l i n. I'm not really worth following anywhere else, so I'll just stick with Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm working on the meme goofing podcast, kind of just grinding on what I'm grinding. So if you follow me on Twitter, you have a pretty good understanding of everything going in, going on in my life at any given time. And you, you just kind of take it from there. So I'm just going to kind of plug the Twitter and, and, and call it. I think I appreciate you guys having me on. This was fun. So Bailey, uh, thank you again for, um, for, for joining us. And on the count of three, can I get a thank you, Bailey? One, two, three. Thanks a lot for checking us out here on Lauer After Hours. Don't forget you can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours, on IG, Lauer After Hours. Don't forget to also download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. If you have a family relying on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. That's where Policy Genius comes in. In minutes, Policy Genius could save you 50% or more simply by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. To save on life insurance and get protection for you and your family, head to policygenius.com today.